Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the best barbecue in the business. That's right. I'm talking about Midwest best barbecue. If you like barbecue, if you like chicken wings like I do, I recommend going there. They have some of the best chicken wings around. And just check out, ask my boy Porkchop. He loves their macaroni and cheese. Anyway, you guys can join me there. This Saturday, live at 2 o'clock, uh, we'll be doing a live show there at Midwest Best Barbecue. Uh, we'll be giving away the four Psychos tickets with the Marvel hat and Marvel hoodie. All you got to do to sign up for this is go to ZTV online and make sure you subscribe uh, fill out all your information out there. And then make sure you subscribe to my channel because we're giving away on the channel this Saturday at 2 o'clock live from Midwest Best. So make sure. Two things. Go to ZTV Online, sign up, subscribe to the channel, and good luck. What's up to everybody who's watching the stream? I'm live, like I said, on ZTV Online. We're on YouTube, 2,494 subscribers. Facebook, 3,356. X, 3,543. And Rumble. And if you're listening on the podcast, what's up? It's on uh, 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 Potbean. Jeez, uh, uh, I forgot I'm on a Spotify, Google, Stitch Play, pretty much where you get your podcast. Make sure you rate, like, and review. Anyway, I am coming to you live, as always, from this glorious place down here. It's the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you're looking for a house, a condo, or an apartment to rent, check out T-Properties. If you have a rental property you just don't want to manage anymore, like we had a water main break in one of them, we got to go get it fixed now. Get T-Properties. A shout. I'd greatly appreciate it. And you know it. Not wearing today. We're talking Bearcats, but we hit the jackpot when we drafted Joe Burrow. Make sure you are geared up for next year for Joe Burrow's revenge tour. You can get the jackpot Joey hats, the banners, the hoodies, the flags, all that stuff. The big sign back there. All that stuff is at jackpotjoey9.com. Portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund of the Joe Burrow Foundation. The beer is right here. It's Brick Brewery Beer. Jackpot Joey, it's award-winning and delicious. And like I said, everything goes to the, uh, or all per- portion of proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. What is up to everybody in the chat? We got Brandon. Oh, you guys are in the chat today. I like it. I like it. Got Brandon there. We got Johnny Paps, Darth's in there. Uh, Joey Carr, Paul Painter. What is up? And Jackpot Joey's in there, who actually, Maddie was actually at the game last night, and I was kind of a little jealous. So the Bearcats won their first home game, home Big 12 victory. 81-77 over TCU Horn Frogs last night. If you guys watched 
If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or anything, you watch my reaction to, first of all, the overtime. Second of all, or first of all, the end of the rare, rare game. Then the overtime. I was going crazy. Finally, we made shots. We made plays. Referees trying to take it away from us. But that atmosphere looked amazing. Let's get to the man who was there courtside broadcasting it as the student section was pouring onto the basketball court. He's none other than my man, Terry Nelson. What's up, Terry? show is getting better and better. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got, I got too much stuff to read now. I kind of get tongue twisted. But uh, so what was that like last night, dude? With that, I mean, to me, that was the first time that I ever remember anybody doing a, uh, a, a court storm in there. To me, it signified, first of all, that was the first time, but it signified a new era in Cincinnati basketball. The West Miller era has officially kicked in when you have the first Big 12 home win against a ranked team in the building. Reminds you of when uh, back in 90 or 89, 90, when Steve Sanders hit the shot against uh, Minnesota to win the game, and they yeah. were ranked at the time, and it just sort of um, indoctrinated that whole era, that time stamp from that one. It was toughness that was on display. And to see the crowd storm, man, to see um, – the players just enjoy it, soak it in. To see ESPN, I just finished watching overtime, and to see ESPN just let the moment happen right, right. before signing off. Because, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of that, and I know the producers are in the air, so, all right, guys, we got to stay time crunched because we are ESPN Plus for the non-conference. But the Big 12 play says, no, 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 we're going to let this moment play out. We're going to let the crowd storm. We're not going to even say nothing. They For about 35 seconds, 40 seconds, it was pure silence. Yep. It was pure silence. And all of a sudden you're sitting over there, you're taking the moment in and the close-ups and, and they see in this, the, the players uh, celebrating with the students and the fans. And there was order. There's chaos in this order, but yeah. it, was, it was order. Right. And it was like, this is, this is, this is awesome. Dude, it, it was funny. I was, that was uh, watching on TV and, and they're paying the student section. This is, yeah. In the regular regular time, and this one guy in the student section, he's, he's looking at his friend, and he goes, "We're going, we're going." I'm like, "Dude, are they talking about storming the court? This is this is before overtime even even hit." So I saw that. I'm like, "Well, they're thinking about it." I, like, oh. I said, I, first of all, I'm going, "I don't even know if they'll let them do it because usually they got the gates going across and the ushers are there." So I'm like, "I don't even know if they can do it or not." But watching them go out there and do that, and then listen to John Newman's reactions afterward, he said, "I just zoned out." He's like, "I was having fun." All of a sudden, these people are going, "Yeah, woo!" <laughs> he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> so that, that was cool, cool right there watching that. And some people are like, oh, it's a bit of an overreaction for beating, uh, you know, number 19 or whatever. I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> like, it, they, these kids have fought their asses off. They they have every chance of being 4-0 in the Big 12, Terry. They, they, they have done yeah. so – I mean, I'm not trying to, to talk down on – I was not sure how they would – do in the Big 12, you know, with it being so many new guys. And, and I told you before, you know, the way the preseason went and everything. Dude, they played outstanding. That This is Day Day Thomas's uh, coming out party, I think, with that, that three-point shot. Man, you know what? It was great. It was great to see Day Day have the game like that and play with confidence. Um, But make no mistake, this is a, a top, I believe, a top 10 to 15 roster mm -hmm. uh, in college basketball. And when you start to see what 
Dan Skilling is doing in in this the best conference in America, yeah. you start to see that we have the premier wing defender in all of America. And this happens to be we're in the best conference. We have the best wing defender in John Newman. There's not a matchup that John Newman does not affect. Nope. I mean, to see him, and I'm watching this overtime, and to see him just jump on Miller, whoever the hot guy is, he jumped on him and with his length poked the ball away, yeah. mm-hmm. even though he's close enough to crowd him, but doesn't get too close to he uses that seven foot length, pokes it away. Uh, he offensive rebounds. He plays bully ball. It's like he's he's bringing he he takes on all challenges. Any offense he gives you is bonus to what he does defensively. Man, this dude is a rough rider. Yeah, speaking of offense, he scored twenty points last night, seven of in, in overtime. I mean, right there, and and, and they said this on, on the TV broadcast too. Is, is they play bully ball. There's so many times that he went in and he give him a little nudge and he go up with the left, go up strong with his hands. And again, dude, I'm sitting watching. I'm like. That's that's Bearcat basketball. That's you guys. That's that's what you guys did when you played. You went in there. You went. You guys went strong to the hoop, and they weren't knocking you off off the line to the hoop or knocking the ball out of your hands. And that's I'm just seeing stuff that is making me so happy because it's looks like we're getting back to Bearcat basketball. We're the bad dudes on the block. You know, you're coming into our house and you you get you're in for a fight. And that's and that's one thing with the crowd. Terry, last couple times. I mean, even the, even the, I, I can't remember the guy who's doing it on on ESPN Plus last night, but he said this is my first time uh, here in Cincinnati. Yeah. He goes, this atmosphere is unbelievable. And I'm sitting there going, dude, this is this is every night. <laughs> this is right. every night, dude. And it, it it was like this when you you when you played when Kenny played. It was like that every freaking night because I was there most of them. But I mean that that's what I love that I think Wes is bringing that back and that we haven't had that in a couple of years. Yeah, and then the let's give some uh, Cincinnati in-game promotions, uh, event promotions, some some love too because we put on a good show. Yeah, whether it be in Nipper Stadium or whether it be in Fifth Third Arena, we put on a good show. We, we have the DJ. We got our yeah. dance team are national champions. Our cheerleaders are national champions. We have great halftime acts. Uh, we have the music from the DJ. You know, during timeouts and coming back from break or when. Somebody gets a dunk and, they, you know, they play music. It's almost like an NBA atmosphere right? when you come in there and you're starting to see the the celebrities on the opposite side of the of the, of the court. They're coming now. They want to come. She's Bengals, Reds. When, when stars come in town, they come. They contact Karen Hatcher and she sits them in the front row. So it's like, man, this is like everything that you need to have an exciting atmosphere is here. And the Bearcats cut their teeth. They play to the level of their competition all year long. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, now that you put them in the best conference and they know the expectations where you can get blown out. Like, you can be 5-0 and oh and end up 9-5 and five pretty quickly. Right. Or 5-9, and nine, you know, pretty pretty quickly because you can lose a lot of close games because if you're not fundamentally sound, if you're not buttoning up little things. And I think for the Bearcats to go through could be very well, should be four and zero, at least three and one. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would have them as a top fifteen team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. top nineteen uh, team, definitely top twenty. But if they can string this together on Saturday, um, going into Kansas, boy, look out now, look out now. The things they got, they got to clean up. Like, dude, I tweeted this out last night. Like, how many layups can we miss? I mean. They- we missed so many less, but then I was getting irritated with that. Then Dan Skillings comes in 
and makes I, I still don't know how the hell he got it up and over and in, into the into the room there at the, the that angle he had. That that was an unbelievable play there. And oh by the way, shout out to you. You you got the uh got the score exactly right. So I, I you, right. You, yeah, you 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 and uh Steve uh there you, you caught up was that was that two points there for the uh yeah right on the I'm trying to catch up, man. You know, we got two and a half. Dan's at five and Mo's at like six. So I'm trying to catch up. I need a couple two-pointers in a row. There you go. And we got chef. Somebody on here said they saw you. It's a guy from Walgreens. Like, find the word out. Everybody's blowing the chat up. I want to bring – oh, there it is. There. Fred Alexander said, what's yeah, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. saying what's up to you. What's up, Fred? So, but, yeah, that just just the the, the things that they, they, they could tidy up are, are – Easy. It's nothing huge. Like, you know, we got we got offensive uh, out rebounded on offensive last night. You can fix that. Mm-hmm. Just miss miss layups here and there. But it's stuff that it's nothing like egregious defensive woes. We're not letting we're not missing guys most of the time and, and let them drive straight to the basket. You know, uh, uh, like we've done uh, years in the past. The stuff that were that were need to be tightened up are, are fixable to me, and it's pretty easy. And if you can start doing that, Terry, we can we can give. If, if they play like this and improve just a little bit, we can give Kansas a run for their money. Well, you're going to fix a couple things. One, they'll get C.J. Frederick back here in another yep. week or two. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that gives you three to four more three-pointers uh, and potentially, you know, more than that per game. It spreads the floor, um, makes them honest. But secondly, they give up eight, 18 offensive rebounds yesterday. That's right. Come on, man. That's just the Bearcats are fifth, fourth in the country in rebound margin at 12 per game. They're second in the conference in rebounding, uh, first in the conference in rebounding, second in offensive rebounds per game. They get after it. The one link that they have, the weakness in this in this chain that that's holding it th- everything together is Seamus Lakosius. Seamus Lakosius is giving up too many offensive rebounds. He's not boxing out. Right. Defense is not a strong suit. So if Seamus Lakosius is going to play the minutes, that he's playing right now, and he's playing much more minutes because C.J. Frederick is out. But if Seamus is going to be getting the minutes that he's got, he's got to tighten up his defense. Mm-hmm. He's got to tighten up his his boxing out. Offensively, he gets to his spots. He's a great passer. Uh, you know, when he gets hot, he can knock down some shots. He can score the basketball. Defensively, he's got to take the same mindset of how he reads people when they guard him and start using that mindset to guard other people. Like there's no way in the world he should be giving up, you know, four or five offensive rebounds right. when he's tall. Uh, he's got a good size body. He, he's got to be just pay attention to the little things because if I'm a, you know, in the Big Twelve, everybody's known they're going to see who they can attack. Mm-hmm. Sort of like Jurassic Park when they were trying to find out which part of the fence wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't live and active. Right. Right. Once they found that, that where it was, they just uh-huh. all start coming through there. Right. So right. Once they figure out on the court, I can't go through John Newman. Skilling's giving me problems. Day 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 day. Thomas keeps getting deflections and knocking the ball away. Oh, what about Seamoss? Attack him. And right. then if they keep attacking him, he's going to get in foul trouble, or he gets other people in foul trouble because he gives up straight line drives. Now, one thing who you be talking about this on the phone, the the <laughs> the phantom call. I'm gonna call it phantom call mm-hmm. on on uh uh not Dady Thomas um the seven footer. Why why is his name slowly my my Victor? Uh, no, not Victor. Uh, the the uh, um Aziz Bandego. Aziz, thank you. The one there at the end that that gave. TC free throws to to win it in regulation or whatever, and fouled uh, Bandego out was absolutely was ridiculous. That a foul? Was that a foul? Huh? No, that a foul? 
That was not a foul. There is no way that was a damn foul. Like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Right. I mean, I like, I like, to be, I like. I think it was okay call game, but that one. And then Jimmy Nelson, he was out of bounds. Terry, he was literally out of bounds. Jumped in to get the rebound, caught the ball. Same time he established himself back in time. Like you have to establish yourself back on the court before you right. get the rebound. I'm like, how did you miss that? Now, thank God that the Bearcats are able to overcome that, but. Some of those calls last night, dude, I, I still get that, how they let some things go and you breathe on a guy that they call a foul. It just it drives me nuts, dude. Yeah, it's the Big 12. It's very uneven. They don't call anything until the last four minutes. Right, exactly. You know, four minutes and they start trying to call stuff they didn't call all game. Like, there was so much bumping and pushing. Like, one time, the SMU player went up – the SMU, the uh, TCU player went up for a rebound – and out of nowhere came Seamoss the Kosius and boxed him out while he was in the air and just body checked him into right. the to the cheerleaders. And the referee told him to just get up. <laughs> the referee said, get up. The dude looked at him and was like, you're not going to call that? He was like, yeah, get up. This is the Big 12. And then, you know, 16 minutes later, he's like, I'll push from behind. Right, right. I was like, man, stop it. Come on. Right. Uh, it was, it, I just yeah. wish to be a little more consistent. I mean, right. I, I don't mind. I, I like it being tough, you know, it's, you gotta get fouled, you know, to get big call, but uh, it's gotta be called the same at the middle, beginning, and the end of the game. That just that just drives me nuts. But what was your um? You be on here a lot before, and we're talking about Day Day, uh, how he had to. You thought Jizzle and I did too would, would be the one to step up and potentially start here, but last night, dude, Day Day, I think he played the whole overtime. I don't think I don't if I'm mistaken. I don't That's think Jizzle was out there. That's true. So okay, so. He played, I think, like I said, I called it his coming out party. I think he that was the best game I've seen him play offensively because he was, what, 0 for 5, I think, in the Baylor game of three-pointers. He he shot one that I know of, and he hit it. <laughs> that was the big one. But before that, he was doing the mid-range stuff, the stuff that he could do. And I think that built his confidence more to take that big shot. Yeah, he is a mid-ranger. He likes to get to his spots, free throw line. So he'll, if he could take the, the shot on the short corner, the baseline, he likes to do that step back. You know, he'll drive. If he didn't get anything, he'll pull it behind his back, do a step back baseline shot, or sometimes he recrosses and gets back to the free throw line. And if you don't cover him because of the drop covers that your bigs are in, he just pulls up and he jumps over you or over the guard that's guarding him to get that shot off. So comfortable in the mid-range. And I know a lot of times analytics-wise, I know Wes Miller loves the three ball. Mm-hmm. and But he, he, he recruited two mid-range players. Jizzle right. <laughs> James is a mid. He's a mid-range player, uh-huh. and and so is Day Day Thomas, and they they both occasionally can knock down threes, but you don't want to take away their effectiveness by only making them shoot threes, mm-hmm. because it's it's obvious that Day Day Thomas, the the issues that he were having prior to this two game stretch, was not being able to finish. Yeah, right. you know he had anomaly had seven turnovers in a game, uh, you know and. I guess I think it was Texas. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That was BYU. And coach kept putting him in because he thought he would turn it on, turn it on, and turn it on instead of riding the hot end, which was Jizzle James. Right. Um, but coach believed in him. And coach was like, you know what? When he finds his confidence, he's a difference maker because he's an elite defender, but he can also attack the basket and score and do things to put pressure on your guards. And so by not giving up on him because it seems like Jizzle didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. in 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 the TCU game. Now in the 
Baylor game, he couldn't read the zone defense. He couldn't penetrate. He was getting they were getting nothing out of him because because it's not a long ball shooter. Right. They had to, they had to take him back out. But they had good guard play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing I, I've said this multiple times that mm-hmm. you need good guard play, especially going into the tournament. I mean, I, you need good guard play being in the Big Twelve. This is this this uh this conference is unbelievable. I mean, I think I was listening to Wes uh, talk to you you and Dan at the end of the game last night, and they're playing a stretch of five ranked teams in a row. Uh, that's the longest stretch Dan looked up in uh, Bearcat history for, as far as ranked teams. Uh, actually, it's six. I think six you know, six. Yeah, six. yeah, we got Oklahoma and we got Kansas. Yeah, I mean, it's dude. That's so yeah. You know, it's the West, longest since nineteen ninety four. Yeah, Wes is like, yeah, we wanted to uh, better ourselves, but wow, <laughs> it was just. I, and I'm sitting there going, yeah. listen to it last night, like, dude, man, that that's just. I like. I was excited when we got in the Big East and how tough that was going to be, dude. I ain't never seen a stretch yeah. like this in my life, and the way they're playing is to be in every game is. Like I said, it just gives you hope of, of we got something here. And you, you brought something up uh, last time you were on the show that a lot of these guys, there's a good shot of that they'll they'll come back next year. And that that's excites me even more, Terry, is the experience they're getting this year. If we get the majority of the guys come, that come back next year, because with the transfer portal and everything, you, you don't know. But if they all, majority of them come back, Terry, we can have a top 10, top five team next year. I, I, am I crazy? Oh, definitely. This is the Big 12. So Man. the profile makes it even better. They're definitely going to be a top 10 preseason team. Everybody comes back. Um, it's going to hurt losing John Newman. Yeah. You know, but That's Dan Skillings yeah. is ready. He's ready to take that step. However, uh, what I see in the practices every day from Rayvon Griffith, he's going to be special. Uh, well, are they going to – you think they're going to redshirt him? Oh, it's official. It's official. Oh, it is? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard redshirt. that yet. Okay. Yeah. So that was the best thing for him because they'd log jam at, at the small forward. Right. And they don't want to waste a year. But to see him in practice when you're on the, I thought it would be the best thing for him because you put him on scout team. Yeah. And when he's on scout team, you say, okay, we're going to play this guy. This guy is averaging 15 to 18 points. I need you to be this guy. We're going to run some plays for you. So every day in practice, he gets practice being the man. Right. And, and going to work. I'm telling you, man, his transition three, it's an ugly shot. It goes sideways. And that thing it's, goes in. It's a it's a knuckle. It's a, t- a Tim Hardaway shot. He always shoots like, he that shoot, knuckle ball. like this. And then it's like it, it just it's a hemispheric rotation. <laughs> How the hell do you even do that? Man, it goes in. I mean, Rayvon is money. Long as it goes but, in. <laughs> but he competes. He competes. Yeah. Uh he's a great transition player. He competes. He gets on the uh he gets on the glass. I just think adding him. Adding Tyler Betsy, who's another, you know, um, DeMar Johnson, linky, long, three-point sniper. Uh, he can really stretch the floor. Uh, Tyler McKinley, I don't know if they're going to redshirt him or, or let him let him go because once he puts on about 20 pounds in the Monster Factory of upper body, mm-hmm. uh, he can handle the ball, he can pass, he can rebound. Uh, that Maybe that will replace Odio Guama's minutes, or maybe they just let him redshirt because you're going to still have those three bigs that all come back. Right, right, right. Now uh, let's let's talk about a uh, big Vic here. He took two three pointers, made one of them. Like the first, <laughs> he makes me so nervous when he's out there, but he can hit them. But that that second one when he shot, I'm like, no, 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 no. All right, <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, oh god, he's because he, he. It's funny, Terry. When he he, I think he thinks about it too much to be honest, because he sits there and sits there, and then he shoots. It. It's like, dude, if you're gonna shoot it, 
shoot it, you know? Like, the more you stand there and, and the weight, mm-hmm. the more, more I think it gets to your head. But let, let, let's talk about Vic. Vic had, uh, let's see, 11 points last night. Skillies had 13. I think Victor is, is improving game after game after game. Mm-hmm. And, and even his defense last night. Now, I do think he the, the roughness was – getting a little bit to him because he was talking a lot to the refs. And sometimes I think he, you need to just let that go because it could get into your head. But I do think he competed well. And, and his defense, I think, is, is getting better, especially when, when Bendigo uh, went out. He got that block in overtime. What, what's your thoughts on, on Vic and his, his improvement? Uh, my whole thing, every, every all year long I've been saying this about Vic. If he decides to be dominant, he will be dominant. Mm-hmm. He's that good. He's that talented. You can't really stop him in the post. I mean, if you if you're big and you can play in the post, most of the times you're in the NBA already. And he is getting better and better every year. Uh, you know, college basketball has turned into a big guy, just a rebounder and a dunker, and it's a guard league and a wing league. Yeah. Well, Vic is one of those guys that says, "No, I fit a, a sort of the European mode of mm-hmm. I can play inside, I can play outside." Uh, I could play make a little bit. Think about the steals he gets when he's like going behind the back on a fast break, <laughs> ducking the basketball. He's got a skill set that we haven't seen from a big man like that in a long, long time. I can't remember one. Yeah. I mean, Corey can run. Corey couldn't do the stuff that he had. Three point shooter, you know, and that was a design Dude. play. That was a design play out of a timeout. If Corey Blunt went out there and shot three pointers, what do you think uh, Bob Huggins would have done to him? Well, he did. So he did. <laughs> so when he first got, <laughs> he first got to UC, and he was sitting outside shooting threes, and Hug said, "Man, what the hell are you doing?" He said, "Man, I'm open." He said, "If you don't get your ass down there on the block," he said, "Man, when you recruited me, I was shooting threes." He said, yeah. Then I realized that you couldn't shoot them, so get back down there on the block. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, Herb Jones or Corey Blunt or any of those guys out there shooting threes on, on hugs to you. That, that. But I mean, Terry, it's a different. Game. Uh, Herb Jones was a three point shooter. Yeah, Herb, Herb, Herb could, could, could hit him, but I mean, not like I'm, I guess I'm talking about like right, like now. Like the way, the way big guys shoot, shoot him now. Her, I mean, no. Well, Herb was six four. He was six yeah. four. He guarded everything. So, Herb was a player. Herb was a bad man. I got his poster. I got I got the final four poster right around the corner. Yeah, Herb's right in the center. So Herb was a bad man. Yes. <laughs> so all right, we got the uh, uh, who's the next? Kansas City, and then we all oh, got Oklahoma. So TCU uh, just they knocked off Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. Um, th- this is a, a winnable game, I think. Uh, Saturday, we we beat TCU at home. Uh, we've lost by one or two points. I don't see any reason why we can't beat Oklahoma go- uh, going to the game there uh, uh, Saturday. You sound like a jilted lover, man. You, you sound like a fan that has been beat down for so long, dude. I that you, it's been you're rough. Not a believer. You like it's, this is a winnable game. It, it's so, been rough, brother. It's been rough, man. Every game. The Bearcats decide that they're going to win the games. They lose them, but they're in every game. They're yeah. in every game. I mean, yeah. think about it. They The only game they weren't in this year was the Dayton game. Right. They got away from them fast because they didn't know how to attack the zone with Ben Dago out. And they got away from them fast. But the Xavier game they were in, every other game, they, they, they could very well have one loss uh, on there. So when I look at their schedule, they fear nobody. I fear nobody for them. I look mm-hmm. at them, I say, you know what? No, we got some defenders. We got guys that they can't guard. We got guys that can guard, though. We got shot blockers. We got wing defenders. We got point guard defenders. So we got everything that we need. We got enough firepower to get out on the break. We got three-point shooting that 
if it gets hot, you know, it'll be better in a, in a couple, couple of weeks. But if it gets hot, it can carry enough. But even if we are six of 18 or six of 25 from three, we got an inside game. Mm-hmm. So we pose a lot of problems for a lot of people and a lot of teams that they're the ones that's coming into this game. Like we, Coach Wes Miller, I said this last night um, on the post game you were listening to. Yes, sir. I said, I said, how much has this team made you a better coach mm-hmm. that stretched you because you had to find different ways? Yep. This league has had to you had to find different ways to come up with things to to beat a team that is very talented, very good, very strong. How much is it stretching you and your staff to come up with ways uh, to win? And he looked at me, he said, Terry, that's the best question you ever asked. <laughs> he did say that. He said, that's why you and Dan are really good. He said, that's why you're the best at what you do. That's where you go. He's like, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. He said, nobody's ever asked me that. He said, but I tell you, we were just talking about that as a staff. Right. Of how much it's, it's taking them to really, I mean, think about this. When, when, the, when, as soon as the game is over, they get on the plane, and before the plane even takes off, the, the you know, the, all the managers and everybody from the bus to the plane are breaking down the videos, doing stuff for guards, doing stuff for bigs. It's like 10 guys, you know, on their computers breaking down video. The coaches are breaking down video, doing all their scout stuff. And then they sit on the plane about 45 minutes into the flight, you know. And they're they're sitting and they're huddling up and they're talking about what they did, how they graded this, how'd you grade the post play, how'd you grade the guards, how'd you grade our zone offense, how'd you grade like they come up with all these grades and metrics, right? And then they start looking at pointing at stuff, and then they say, you know what, we could have did better, we gotta do this. And then by the end of the flight, they've already got the breakdown for the team they're playing, mm-hmm. and they're getting back together and discussing a preliminary meaning of okay, we gotta attack them here. Uh, this guy is one of their best scores how are we going to defend him what kind of how are we going to tweak our man so it's all the little things that they are doing to stretch them and so when i saw that when i asked him that question i think it touched him because he realized like no this is like he wants to win bad and every day Uh he goes to practice when Uh when when the bearcats are not at their best in practice when they're trying to wake up and he comes in there and he goes into one of the coaching tirades that all coaches do and he goes, every day I want to be great. I wake up, I want to be great. I want to dominate something. I'm going to dominate my day. And every day I come in there and try to give the best effort. If you guys don't want to be effing great, why are you here? <laughs> like, he's like, I want to be, I want to, I want guys that want to be great every day. Like, put Absolutely. the work in every day. So in game days, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants you to dominate in practice. He wants you to dominate in the classroom, dominate in nutrition, dominate in rehab. Like, just dominate the moment. And then let the game come to you. And so when I see that, when I see this staff putting in work, I see this staff being stretched. I told him, I said, last night, I said, Coach, I think you're starting to get some stretch marks. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> I did hear that one. <laughs> he realized uh, this Big 12, man, you gotta, you can't come in here. You can't come in here timid. You can't come in here looking like that you don't belong. No, you, you belong there. And he recruited to the Big 12 as – uh, Baylor's coach said that he recruited very well for the Big 12, and they're growing into it nicely. Hell yeah. The one that he, he did say last night, too, after you said all that, you talk about sleep deprived and all that stuff. And he goes, Terry, and I love it. That's right. <laughs> he got all down, like, I love every minute of it. I'm going, like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, I'm loving it too, coach. I'm like, and, and, and yeah, you're right. It's like, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I believe in this team. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just, We've had so many times where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. This is kind of, oh, 
So I'm like, I'm I'm with this team. If you like I said, if you watched my video last night of, of me over there watching the game, I was going nuts. I, I was on my knees when we won. I'm like, yes! It was it's been so much fun watching this team and watching this team grind. Mm-hmm. And and I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but it reminds me of Bearcat basketball. That's what we do. We grind stuff out. We beat you on the defense. We beat you on rebounding. And, and, and we just grind into the ground. And that's what these kids are doing. And just to see it go from the beginning of the season to where it is now is just exciting. And they could just, they're just keep getting better and better and better. And the stuff that they, like I said, they, they have to tweak and fix it's very fixable. So, I mean, yes, I believe we can beat Oklahoma. <laughs> I believe, I believe, baby. <laughs> yeah. So the questions you guys start asking is not can they beat them, but how they're going to beat them. How they're going to beat them. They got to they got to dominate the glass. They got to dominate the glass, and because when they dominate the glass, they can get out and run. Yep. They get out. They do a lot of fast break drills. Uh, every day they do drills, like you know, getting out and running. But if they can continue to guard, which they that's become their calling card, mm-hmm. they can dominate the glass and share the basketball. And they got to become better interior passers, one. And then the bigs got to do a better job of giving them target hands to make yeah. sure that that they can catch the ball. Like, because I'm watching last night in TCU, they 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 switch on the pick and roll. Yeah. So if, if Vic comes up to pick and rolls to the basket, a guard's on him, and the guard ends up trying trying to front him. And that's how they got the alley oop dunk last night. Now I'm like, we can't get him the ball because mm-hmm. we pump fake the ball and then we throw it. Yep. So you you fake a pass before you make a pass, but if you want to throw high, you 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 pump low to bring the defense hands down before you right. make the pass. You want to throw low, you got to pump high and then go low. But you can't pump and then throw at the same spot because you didn't move the hands. Right. And so several times the turnovers that we had where guards or whoever trying to make entry passes when they haven't moved the defender's hands and then their post players are not giving you a clear signal of where they want the ball. That's one of the issues that Jamil Reynolds has got to get better at because he's too talented. Mm-hmm. He should, he's got to rebound better. You know, he, he's got his motor is going to get better or else he's not going to play as much. And he deserves, he, he, he should get more minutes. He hasn't deserved them yet. He hasn't earned them yet, but he should get more minutes, but he's got to be able when he posts, He's got to use one arm, the forearm in the chest, to locate where the defense is and then give a target hand. If it's low, you want it. If it's high, you want it. But both the time, he has both his hands behind him holding on to the defense so he knows where they are. Right. And I'm like, no, no, no. Make your chest square to the passer. Hold him off. Grab it with one hand. Bring it in. And then, you know, turn and pivot and find out where the defense is before before you go into your back down. But if he can't catch the ball, if a guy's fronting me, mm-hmm. we would hope the guys would front because if they're fronting you, that just gives you an indication that they can't guard you. Right. So you push them up the lane a little bit more, take a step or two, get a bigger passing angle, and then you give the guard a target hand of where you want the ball. If you want it thrown to the rim, you point to the rim. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want it in your hand, you open your palm. But if it's a shame that we don't get more dunks from teams that don't know how to guard the I used to, I didn't like it when Mick Cronin used to guard the post. I'm like, why? You got shot blockers. Why are you guarding the post? Like, right. no, push them off the block, put an arm across their chest, let the big, bigs are most bigs. Now, the, the guy for a BYU is pretty good as a passer. Yeah. But most bigs can't beat you from a post passing position. Now, I didn't see Vic do, do that on, on one position, but he, 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 the guy was fronting him and he's doing exactly what he said, but he didn't have his arm up. For it. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, just throw it to him, get it to him. 
You know, they could he had they could have thrown it to, but like to your point, Vic wasn't calling for. It. He was just pushing him and looking at him like throw me the ball, throw me the ball. It's like yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, give him the targets. Yes, yeah. yeah. like give him the target to to get the ball to. So I mean, what? Go back and look at Danny Fortson, Kenyon Martin, Jason Maxill, mm-hmm. Eric Hicks, Bobby Brandon. I mean, just just from those post player guys that how they got the ball in the post. Mm-hmm. Guys that want the ball always get the ball. I was but Foreman, back like this. <laughs> I mean, if you, when, when a guy really don't want the ball, you see what they look like. They just yeah. stand there. They kind of look at you. You know, they got both hands down. Right. If you look at uh, uh, when the Kenyon, Danny, even the guards. Uh, mm-hmm. When scaling cuts, he cuts expecting to get the ball. Hands, right. his eyes are big. His fingers are spread out. He's like, he's, give me the ball, give me the ball. He wants the basketball. And then if he, he cuts, he doesn't pout. He just keeps moving. Mm-hmm. He just keeps figuring to get the ball. But sometimes our bigs, when they don't get the ball, they just <sighs> – like, like, no, no, keep spinning, keep moving, work right. them out. Right. And then so maybe you don't get the ball, but maybe you get inside rebounding position, which right. we're still not getting there. As good as we are as offensive rebounding, 75%, as much as they continue to change the game and, and, and use analytics. Here's an analytics stat for you. Three out of four missed shots are going to go to the opposite side of which is shot. That's mm-hmm. basic geometry, study of angles. So if that shot goes up, if you can get two guys or at least one, but two guys opposite inside, that shot goes up, you will dominate the glass. You can even have one at the rim of the nose, one on the opposite side of the rim, uh, nose of the rim and on the opposite side and, and just – sort of house down there. So when you get Victor Locken, who is one of the best offensive rebounds in the Big 12, uh, Victor Locken has, let me see, I'm looking at my, he has got 48, that was, I didn't update my stats yet, but coming into the game yesterday, 48 offensive rebounds. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, and then he, he had, he had two of them. So he's had 50 offensive rebounds. That's killer. Uh-huh. I mean, you're getting a lot of second shots. You're getting fives going to the free throw line. He's able to finish a lot of those, but that's what makes him big. If we can get guys in the rim or in the paint to be big, Jamil will be. I love Jamil. I think I think he's going to be really good. He's he's got to do what you're saying. I I, yeah. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's some t- it's some small tweaks. Mm-hmm. It's well, that, that's kind of the whole thing with this whole team, Terry. Like I said, it's not. There's nothing like huge that we had to fix. Mm-hmm. It's all just tweaks here and there, which is like I said to me. That's what makes it so exciting. It's stuff that could be fixed. Moving forward here. Yeah, uh, even Brent. look, even Seamus Lacocious boxing yeah. out. Yeah. Just get some blocking pads. And and I tell if I'm the big coach, I'm telling him, uh Coach Morgan or whoever, hey, come 15 minutes before practice. We're gonna work on rebounding drills. We're gonna work on box out drills. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking my bigs, we're gonna do figure eight on the glass where you throw it up and the guy goes behind him. We're gonna do that. Figure eight on the glass so they'll know how to get opposite when the shot yeah. goes up. But I'm hitting blocking pads. I'm hitting every time, and I'm doing box out drills. Maybe he's in the paint, guy at the free throw line. Shot goes up. You got to run and go get him. The coach has got, got some handles too. I didn't. Oh, I, his I, offensive I, package is off, yeah, off the yeah, chain. Yeah, he, he's, that's not that's not the the missing link. No, it's not. I mean, I I I don't think I remember seeing him at Butler. I, I didn't pay attention to him. And watching his offensive skills, I'm like, wow, that's that guy. He's he like. Honestly, if he gets a little better, he could be a point guard someday. I think with with his 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 handles he's got. I, am, I, am I crazy on that? No, he can handle the point at stretches. Um, but you know, I'll, maybe they'll have to hug. I mean, not hugs. Uh, uh, Wes Miller likes to go man to man. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I think when he's in the game, CMOS, they're going to have to mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every team can make up for uh, a guy who, who's not the best defender if he can yeah. score. We did, sure, yeah, yeah, we did it for Lazelle Durden. We did it for Lazelle Durden. Huggins always thought Field Williams. Like, you know, any of those guys Shooters. that can knock the ball, you know, knock it down from deep, but they really are not their, their best is not defense. Mm-hmm. But we'll find a way. Yeah. Yeah, you, you keep shooting, and we'll we'll put you around four other guys that can absolutely guard. Speaking of shooting, what how much uh, longer do you think uh, CJ Frederick, Fredericks comes back? Um, I'm word? not a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I talked to him yesterday, and uh, he's 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 probably going to start running here next week. And from that point on. Maybe another week or so. I'm, I don't. I can't. I don't know the timetable. He said yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Right, right, he said right, a couple right. weeks. Well, he's gonna but, start running. That that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing pool workouts and all the therapy, and he's been attacking it. He wants to get back out on the court. Um, and he does the mental the, the mental part of it. He's and I asked him. I said, we were at the Baylor game, and he was sitting on the watching the warmups. And I said, what's going through your mind? How do you feel when the games are going on and you're not out there? He goes, man, it's tough. Ah, oh, yeah. He said it's, it's 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 you know it's it's killing him not to be out there, but he's taking that mindset into the rehab because he wants to get out here bad. So, who had the better fist pump last night? Was it Mo Egger or was it Wes Miller? I mean, because they both in the video did it like right at about the same time. So, <laughs> I thought I thought Mo wasn't supposed to, you're not supposed to, to cheer. You're you're on the press row there. No 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 no, bro. On the other side where you're doing the TV game, uh, no, you're not supposed to cheer. Ah. Okay, I got the Bearcats it. control that side over ah. here. So yes. <laughs> Wes, as soon as they as soon as the game's over, he turns over and he looked at he looked at me and Dan and he goes, Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a target, baby. I was saying the same thing down here, like, fuck yeah, let's go, yeah, baby. He said, I, I said that's what I'm talking about. You know, if I had my hand out, he would have slapped it and knocked out and hit four or five people in the press row. Wow. <laughs> he was fired up, man. He was yeah. fired up, and we were fired up, but I mean, think about it. if we have to make fifth third that kind of energy place. It was electric, dude. It was then, uh, it was awesome. I can't. I'm. I gotta get some tickets. I'm going going to a game this year. It's just with my work schedule, it's hard for me to, to make the basketball games. I, I gotta go to work so so. Yeah, we gotta get you monetized here. Get you some money from these shows. <laughs> yeah, they can, give me pay for this stuff here. Yeah, uh, shut, gonna, shut down. Yeah, I'm gonna get our job. All right, let's see here. Well, well, let's get this out of question here. And I'll let you get out of here. Uh, Brad says it's dry, It was driving me crazy when. We're shooting foul shots at TCU. Every shot, they would switch sides to the to distract the shooter. That's true. Yeah, they, they, well, they, they had that one where it took him forever. They're they're icing them without icing them. Uh, it yeah. wasn't switching sides. It was, it was their it was the referee. Was, yeah, yeah. He was checking the clock. I'm like, dude, just give him the ball. That was day day. Yeah. Oh, oh no, Skillings. It was Skillings. Yeah, it was Skillings. Yeah, it was Skillings. Like, just give him the ball already. Like, yeah, they uh, they iced him. They iced him. It was, yeah, it, it, they iced him without actually icing him. George, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? And, and there's there's some crazy dude named Casey Locker. Casey, that's my dude. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know who that dude is. Yeah. LFG, that's the West Miller quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've only known that dude uh, ever since we were in diapers. So uh, that, if you know Casey, yeah, he's, he's a little crazy. Anyway, yeah. Terry, man, you've been up for 43 minutes. I appreciate it, man. Um, so you've got the coach's show tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday? Yes. Um, my days are all messed together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Thursday night at the uh, original Montgomery Inn. You guys got a guest uh, lined up yet that you know of? Or? Uh, sometimes it's a player. Um, we just got to figure out which player is going to be there. 
Well, I'm going to try to send talk my wife into going out there. May I, I'll, I'll come hang out with you. You should, brother. You did last year. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. I had yeah, a bring some of that beer, too. <laughs> this, this right here? Yeah, man. <laughs> I hooked you up last year. Maybe I'll bring you and Dan some, too. Actually, I got Dan coming on. He's uh, oh, he's coming on Friday. So I'll, I'll, I'll have him on there, too. Maybe, uh, well, that'll be the day after I see you guys. Right, we'll see. Maybe I'll see you Thursday. Anyway, dude, I appreciate you coming on, dude. And uh, go back. And they're going to win Saturday. All right? Just say they're going right. to win. They're going to win. Yeah. Start speaking I, it into existence. I, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. You're a Bearcat <laughs> Charter member, brother. Come on. <laughs> that just means I'm old, dude. That's means I'm old. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right, brother. See you, man. Thanks, Terry. All right, man. Peace. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, go out Thursday night. Go check out Terry and Dan uh, at the original Montgomery Inn. Like I said, they have a player or a coach out there. It's a great time. I went out there last year a couple times. Uh, hopefully, I'll get out there this year. Uh, maybe tomorrow night if I talk my wife into it. And if not, I'll just be able to go up by myself. But it's a good time. Um, like I said, oh, yeah, this Saturday. Don't forget this. I got to put this out there. So we are doing the live show from Great Midwest Best Barbecue. If I can get my freaking cursor to work here. There you go. Midwest Best Barbecue. We're doing the giveaway. Giveaway and live show. Live show starts at 2 o'clock. Uh, Bearcats are playing basketball at 1 o'clock. I was hoping... The game would be on ESPN, but it's not on ESPN Plus. So I don't know if Tim and Nicole got ESPN Plus out there. Not, I know they got TV out there. If not, I'll be I'll be paying attention to it on my phone. Either way, one o'clock's Bearcat game. Two o'clock is the show. Come out to Midwest Best Barbecue. Uh, you can enter this contest at Midwest Best. They have a sign up sheet. There a QR code. Uh, you can also go to ZTV online. Go sign up there and make sure you subscribe to my channel because we will be giving it away live on my channel this Saturday. So make sure you're signed up and you're ready to win some Cyclones walleye tickets. Anyway, you guys, thanks for watching. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been watching on ZTV Online, YouTube. Like I said, we're 2,494 subscribers. Facebook, 3,356 X, 3,543. Rumble, I don't even know how many because I just started doing it. But make sure you guys follow me on all those. Plus Instagram, uh, threads, TikTok. And like I said, I'll be pulling a sign up later on tonight. Put it on the podcast. Make sure you check it out. It's on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitch Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review in the comments and more since they fans can find my podcast. That's what I tried to say at the beginning of the show. And I'm like, bean, bean, bean. Be what? Be all. Oh, be pot. Yeah. Be pod. I'll get it right. Anyway, we got hopefully the Chiefs losing this weekend. We got hopefully the Ravens losing this weekend. We got hopefully who else don't want to lose? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Ravens. Oh yeah, the Sucky Niners. We want them to lose too. Hopefully they all lose. Hope the Bearcats win. Come join me Saturday. Let's have a lot of fun. I'll see you tomorrow. I got Mike Petraglia on the show tomorrow. So make sure you join us. We get he's covering the Bearcats. He's covering the Bengals. He's gonna be covering the Reds. That's my dude. Throw it up. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!